The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. Hi, welcome to another edition of Saints Drunk History, special Memorial Day edition. So, I try to find a people that I want to do the show with that some of them you know on Twitter, some of them you might not know, and I, I try to find them to like slide them into topics. And this is my boy, Ian. He's on Twitter, but you got to be extra special because he's got protected tweets. But I needed to have Ian on because he rides super hard for Aaron Brooks, and I ride hard for Aaron Brooks. So I needed a guy to be with me on the Drunk History when we discuss Aaron Brooks. So I had Ian on. Ian, thanks for, for spending time on your holiday weekend. Oh, no problem, man. We've been trying to do this for, what, over a year now? We so, have been. <laughs> super excited about finally being <laughs> on, and I still almost missed it. So here we are. We'll, we'll <laughs> get it done today. <laughs> we, we, here's the thing, right? Like, I, like... Every, like, six months, I just, like, get on Twitter and I just tweet something positive about Aaron Brooks, like, wanting to pick a fight with people. I just want to pick fights with people about Aaron Brooks, and they just come at me. I don't give a shit. I'm drunk tonight. Here's the thing, and we'll start from the beginning with Aaron Brooks, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Aaron Brooks not being on the 50th anniversary team for the Saints is a fucking disgrace. Oh, it's bogus. It's completely bogus. I mean, you know, one... Your, the franchise's first playoff game by throwing four touchdowns. Like, how does that not automatically get you on the top? It's, it's, it's unspeakable in my eyes. Yeah, and, and the thing is, his, uh, his 2003, like, pre-Drew Brees, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions, like, I With think... 59% completion. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the best Saints, it's the best quarterback season in Saints history pre, pre-Breeze, pre and you're not going to put him on a, it's, it's, get the fuck out of here, and I know they're like, well, you can't have, you can't put Archie, you gotta put Archie, you gotta put, no, what? you gotta put, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pump Archie off, you gotta pump Aber off, I, like, it drove me fucking insane, I had people coming at me, and I was just, you, you talk, cause I get, I get so mad, I just, I just spew venom, you're calmer than me. It's so it's it's prior to Drew Brees. I think I think it's safe to say that he's the second best quarterback in Saints history, and I don't even think that's a stretch. I don't think that's a reach. I mean, we we if you recall before that 2003 season, we had the uh, headline at the time picking you when they used to do the little write up about the season, and you got him. Joe Horn, Dante Stallworth, and Jerome Payton, and they're like, this offense is going to explode. He goes like 24-8 and eight with another two rushing TDs. Like, what, what, what else do you want? Yeah, like, and, what else do you want? And the thing is, is like, 
the the argument of with with with, with Aaron Brooks, and we'll get into all of it because it's because it gets it's complicated because it's because it's race and it's Jake Delone being the local kid, and it just it got complicated in his personality. But he's he's the second best quarterback in Saints history. If you want to say Archie should have been, could have been, got fucked because the Saints were incompetent. That's fine, but on the field, Aaron Brooks is the second-best quarterback in Saints history. That's just, like, I don't know what else to say as, as, I, as I drink and watch LeBron drag the, the, the trash pile yeah. that is the Cleveland Cavaliers um, to the title. Um, unbelievable. It was like the first to 80 was going to win tonight. It was like an NCAA regional final. It was right. so bad. People, people will swear to God that this... This era of basketball is the most beautiful. Like, I just watched the 1977 <laughs> game just now. But anyway, I just, I just watch LSU-Wichita State region, a second-round right. regional game. Right. With, Get the fuck with, out of here with, with that. With Ben Simmons afraid to take 12-footers <laughs> because he's already got his money and he's done with the season. But anyways, what they get neither here nor there. So anyway, so back, so, back, so back to Brooks. Brooks. So he's so look. He's the second best quarterback. If you wanna, if you wanna add us, you can add Ian. If you have yeah, privilege yeah, enough to yeah. find him, you can yeah, add me. They got about yeah, a dozen. Yeah, I won't see it, so yeah they got about a dozen people that follow <laughs> me. That just are, are are like, I think they're all like over the age of sixty, and they just ride hard for Archie, and they pretend they live in an alternate universe where like Archie actually accomplished on field things and wasn't ruined by incompetence around him. But so 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 let's let's take a step back. If you take out that one ruined 2005 season, we're looking at a guy that for four full seasons in five games in 2000 has slightly over a 500 record. There's not another quarterback. I guess you could say Bobby Abair, but uh, I mean he played with like a top. Bobby Abair never threw twenty. Era. Yeah, Bobby Abair never threw doing? twenty touchdowns though. Yeah, Bobby Eber, the idea with him was don't lose this game and make sure you get into field goal range for <laughs> Morton Anderson. The first of 13, if we get 13 points, we're going to win the day. So, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, Jim Everett probably was more productive than Bobby Eber. We're going to look at numbers. But anyways, but if, Brooks. If Bobby, Eber, if Bobby Eber was the quarterback of the Saints today, there would be blood in the streets of Saints Twitter. Like, we would I mean, be hating on each other because it would be – arguments about is he good enough is he not he's local oh my god it would just be it would be horrible i mean so look at so 2000 he goes three and two and he leads to a playoff victory 2001 he goes 79 all right 2002 he goes nine and seven yeah and you don't make the playoffs off a fluky kick was that the rams game that they didn't that uh, was they thought they were going to be in the playoffs no that was 2000 that was 2004 that was 2004. Okay, yeah. so you go 8-8 eight eight in 2003, 8-8 eight eight in 2004, and then obviously you have the Katrina situation. That doesn't count. It's, it, it's didn't even happen. Yeah, so, I mean, he was a model of mediocrity, you know, but when you look at it, he's 500 over four seasons and then 3-2 and two and got a playoff game in his first year. Um you know, that's not Drew Brees. Nah, but Drew Brees has just as many 79, 8, and 8 games, so it, it is what it is. No, and here's here's the thing with, 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 with Brooks, and we'll start it with 2000, which I had to go into Wikipedia. You know, the Saints traded for him right before the season started in 2000. They gave up, yep. they traded Katie Williams in a third-round pick. They got Lamont Hall and Aaron Brooks back. Lamont Hall, one of the great Hall of Fame shit-starers in Saints history. 
Like, that dude <laughs> knew how to stir more shit with other teams than any player I've ever seen. Like, Hazlitt loved that dude because he just could, like, get under players' skin and just, like, like annoy the fuck out of teams. Like, he's an all-time just shit. Him is David Thomas. That yes. That guy in 2009. Those two dudes you literally want to punch in their face they, and yeah. on the opposite Like, team. that dude's like, I, 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 not only do you want to punch him, you're like, I need to punch him in the face, and then... You need to punch him in the face, and then we need to get the... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woman over here to slap him. Because he just needs it. And the thing is, he just, like, you just wanted, to, he just hated it. But he was one of those all-time guys. So the Saints trade for Aaron Brooks. And mm-hmm. 2000, you know, people don't remember this. And I don't know your age, but but people forget, like, the 2000 season. Like, that was back when the NFL, they had the, the three divisions. And, and you played the last place schedule. And the NFL basically, not only back then did they let the crappy teams pick high, is they would say, look. We're going to have all the crappy teams. They're going to play each other a bunch of times, and one of them will make the playoffs, and that'll make their fans happy. So the Saints had the last place schedule, so they played just a ton of just shitty teams. Like, basically, when you had the last place schedule, you played every last place team in the league and, like, three second to last place teams plus your division record. So, like, the Saints in 2000, they only beat two teams with a winning record. The Rams one time and the Rams again in the playoffs. So they had a shitty schedule, but they had a good team, and they started out great. Blake looked awesome. And they yeah, were, he did. And they were 7-3. and three. And I'll tell you, the two saddest in-game sports experiences of my life walking out of the stadium, and I don't know if you went to Saints games back then or whatever, is. Yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had tickets. I've had season tickets too uh, since Rick Venturi took over. Since what ninety six? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so I've been to every game until, up until last year, from nineteen ninety six on to this last year. So we, two, we, just, I, we just sold the tickets. So I said this on other on other drunks history and Saints podcast. The two saddest experiences in my entire life walking out of stadium is the Saints two thousand when Jeff. Blake broke his leg. Blake and, broke and his foot. Broke his it's foot. And Tim, LSU. It's got to be the Tim Couch. It's got to be the Tim Couch uh, Hail Mary. Was no, it was LSU 2007 when they lost to Arkansas. And oh, yeah, yeah. Double okay. overtime, okay. and okay. the stadium is just like okay. we lost the national championship. But back to the Saints in 2000, like walking out of that stadium, Ian, 
it, like it was like like it was dead silence. And the thing was, I remember Buddy D in the post game. He was just like a broken man. He was like, not only are the Saints have a history of being bad, which is is horrible enough to try to overcome as a Saints fan, but now it's like, not only are we cursed, but we're cursed, and God doesn't want us to be good. Like we finally have something fun and enjoyable, and Ricky Williams gets hurt the week before. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, with the seven days, Ricky, he had a thousand yards in ten games. Yeah, period. Yeah, thousand yards in ten games. Yeah, and so you go from Ricky Williams getting hurt to the next Sunday, Jeff Blake is out for the year. It is fucking just darkness. It is horribleness. I like. I I I'm glad that like the internet wasn't around then because it just you just would have got online and it would have just been sadness forever. Like. Like, you just could have, like, read the paper and then went about your day. But, dude, Ian, it, like, people don't, because that's a whole generation ago, right? Like, explain right. to people just, like, this, the, 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 the darkness that was that moment. And it was so, that was the Oakland game, correct? That was the Oakland game. Okay, so I'm in the dome. We, we sit in section 156, row 9. So we're in the opponent's end zone right behind the goalpost. So when they're on my end zone, I can see their damn eyelashes blinking from what hole they want to pick at the running back. So we're sitting there, and I want to say maybe it was a deep pass, or maybe he had through a beautiful deep pass not long before, and then when he goes down, you're just sitting there, and you're like, you gotta, you got to be shitting me. So you got, you got Ricky last week. And that's when Ricky looked like he was about 250 pounds. He was so <laughs> oddly built, but he was just a hammer. And so you see you see Jeff Blake. You got, got Joe Horn dancing for a three-yard catch. It was just – and then when he goes down, and you're seven and three, and you're looking at the back of quarterback situation, you're like, who is this loser that we just traded for? And now, 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 now Jeff Blake is down. I'm like, why me? I just went through a three and thirteen season the year before. Why me? So yeah, it, it was it was complete dark. I I didn't think we had a shot, and I want to say he sucked when he came into that Oakland game. If I remember correctly, I was done at that point once Blake hobbled off with a half broken foot. Um, <laughs> it was rough times, man. That was a it, that was it, a rough, rough, rough time. Yeah, I mean, you you look at it and you're like. Uh... You just, you you just, you walk out and you're just like you're a Saints fan, but you're like, I, I, you're deflated. You yeah, you you're just like I don't know. Like it's never gonna like. Not only this is back when they hadn't won a playoff game, so it wasn't even like can they win a Super Bowl? Can it like now we think about the then it was just like they're never winning anything. Like I, like I like why then they, then they start that year something ridiculous like yeah, four they st- and zero or yeah they started five, out one and three and but they had won like six they had won six in a row and you looked around and I remember when they beat San Francisco or they they beat Carol they they beat San Francisco before Ricky got hurt and they, I think they it got them to it got them to five and or or it got them to six and three right mm-hmm. and I remember the post game show Buddy was like. He's like, you people are going to think I'm crazy, but the NFC this year is garbage. And oh, it, wa- it was because, like, Kerry Collins ended up winning with the Giants. And Buddy D was like, the NFC is garbage. And I'm here to tell you, the Saints are, like, the second best team in the NFC, maybe the first best. He's like, 
I know you people think I'm going to think I'm crazy, but like it's not out of the realm that the Saints can win the Super Bowl. And people were just like, and it was fun and it was great. So Brooks gets hurt, right? And then Blake, Blake gets hurt. Blake, Blake gets hurt. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, you know, you just you just don't know what to do with it. So they 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 go to LA, they go to the Rams and the Rams had won the Super Bowl the year before. But the Rams defense, for whatever reason, and, and my memory is bad and I'm like four beers in, so I can't really say their defense is like turned to shit. Over it went from like top ten to like just garbage overnight. Like it was, it was atrocious. It was, it was. Yeah, they, they had a couple major injuries. They yeah, had a, they had a few major injuries. It it basically turned into like the 2015, 2014 Saints. Like, and they still had the greatest show on turf, so they could still score a ton of points. But their defense was just atrocious. So the Saints go into that game, and the thing I remember about that game was they showed Aaron Brooks in the tunnel. And he's just got that don't give a shit attitude smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but back then, yeah. Ian, his don't give a shit smiling attitude was great because it was like, right. he doesn't feel any pressure. We'll get right. to how the he. The moment's ch- not big enough for me. Yeah, the moment's yeah. not too big. For the me. moment's not too big. But that's the thing we'll get to later is, you know, Aaron Brooks, his, his, his mannerisms and his expression, like it never changed. Like our opinion of it changed. But he mm-hmm. never changed in all the time he was at the Saints. And he went out that game and, like, uh, now, granted, he wasn't great in that game. And Leroy Glover, he wasn't. He wasn't. Leroy yeah, Leroy Glover had like maybe, maybe one of the all-time great Saints defensive games of all time. He had, like, three and a half sacks and, like, the sack to, like, wrap it up at the end. But Brooks in that game, uh, he, he, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now. He, uh, he went for, he went for, let's see, doo, 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 as my computer takes a second to pull it up, uh, Aaron Brooks had, uh, 185 yards passing and, or 190 yards passing and 34 yards rushing and two touchdowns and two interceptions. And he, he had a long pass to Joe Horn that was a P.I. that uh, doesn't show up in the stats. That's how nerd I am. I can just, like, remember, like, <laughs> random saint shit even though I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. But, like, you looked at it, and I remember thinking, holy shit. He, this is something, you know? I mean, I don't know. What did you think when you first, like, did, did you think, oh, he'll be all right. He's not good at, like, but, like, did, when you first saw him, were you like, oh, that's something? I will say the first moment, the first moment that I really woke up. I I want to I, I want to make sure I got the right season and I'm not mixing seasons. He had that game when we played the 49ers when he throws for 400 and then runs for like 100 and he was the first oh, quarterback dude, we'll get to that. in NFL history. We'll get to that in a second. That's the okay. Okay. Well, that's the that's next week. Well, that's. That's the next week, and and I want to say, you know, the Saints won that game, and I remember that after that game, the because we talk about two thousand, but I remember Peter Finney, who, God rest his soul, he, you know, you would back before the internet was a big thing, you you would read the paper, and Peter Finney, you know, Buddy D influenced you after Peter Finney influenced you in the morning, and Jim Henderson influenced you at night, 
right? The commentary. Mm-hmm. But yep, you read yep, Peter yep. Finney's column, and I remember reading Peter Finney's column the, f- the first year at Ditka, like six weeks in, and he's like, Ditka's a fucking disaster and should quit. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, I was like, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know, like 98, I guess, I guess I was still in college at but I was like, oh, my God, Peter Finney is calling for Ditka to quit. I'm like, yes. this is bad. Because Peter Finney, like, didn't – he was, like, not – he was – he wasn't in, in the age of, like, hot take sportscaster. It oh, wasn't no, he that was back then. to the but, point. But yeah. Peter Finney Super didn't respectful. do that, right? So when he's throwing out, like, hot takes about Ditka and that sort of thing, you, you paid attention. I remember reading his column the next morning, and he was like, this is the biggest win in Saints history. And I was like he- – there's a moment in that game with which if if Twitter was around then probably would have shut Saints Twitter down. <laughs> he he's about twenty seven yards away from the end zone. Yep. And the it collapses and he rolls out another ten yards and he throws a dart that's no higher than ten feet. To Willie Jackson between three defenders, and I said, "Jesus Christ, what what did I just watch? It's the greatest throw I have ever seen in Saints history. I don't care. Breeze has made some throws that are just phenomenal. It's great, dude. He threw a Aaron Rodgers type dart down the middle of the field. That was a frozen rope. And the thing was." He Aaron Brooks when he uncorked the ball, he, he was long and gangly. Right. So he so right. he had this he had this almost like you know, like I'm gonna get kind of comic book nerdish here, but he had a, almost like a Spider Man kinda like like it was no, like a like, superhero I, I like spitting out a web. You know? Like he 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 extends his front leg at yep. least two yards ahead of him when he throws. He's damn near on his knee when he throws it. And you see it, and I'm like, that's got to be picked. This is in the middle of the field. And you see Willie Jackson catch and spin, and the two defenders hit like a head-on collision. And I looked at my dad, so what, what, what did I just see? Just, I, was like, I was in pure shock. I, was like, this I, I say. This is the guy. No, this is the guy. And I said, I said it then, and I, I stand by it now. Aaron Brooks's game against San Francisco is the greatest quarterback game by a Saint, not Drew Brees. Oh yeah, oh, oh, and I that. even say it. Oh, even that. if you put Drew Brees's games in it, on that throw alone, I think Brees, I think Brooks's game probably gets into the top five because even though he was only twelve of twenty nine for two hundred and three yards, he ran eleven times for one hundred and eight yards and had like huge first half. Like that game was like a fucking. Death match, even though San Francisco was so, terrible. Like, it so was like a death it, match. So, he got the 400 with the next week? Because I know he was the first guy at that time to have done both in a season. Have yeah. thrown for 400 yeah. yards and then ran for 100. I don't, it wasn't the same game, but it was the same season. So, it which game a, did he throw the 400? He threw, was for, that four, the he threw for 400 bet- the game between because they played the Rams and they played Denver. They got hammered in okay. Denver, but he put okay. up like 450. Okay throwing because they were but they were behind but i mean that that game i mean it it, and the thing was it was it was remarkable and the thing they go out we were we were trailing that whole game right you know that san francisco i want to say it was it was it was it was back and forth back and forth uh you know um but in the fourth quarter 
the thing, the, the fourth quarter was nuts in that game because just looking at the box score, the Saints scored 17, San Francisco scored 13. So it was basically even going into the fourth, and then it got just nuts. And, okay, uh, okay. I, like, if, if, if anybody has that game on, like, upload it to YouTube and, like, name it something else so we can all go and tell us <laughs> on Twitter and we can all go and enjoy it before the NFL yanks it down because it's just it, – because the thing was you knew that the Saints – they had like Atlanta the next week, and then the Rams, and you just at that point you were just like just get in the playoffs. Like I don't know if Aaron Brooks, did, yeah. but but, but yeah. that game, I mean, Aaron Brooks was that game is it was it was magical, man. And the thing was, they go into the playoff game, and Brooks throws four touchdowns, two to Robert Wilson because Joe Horn got hurt on the first series. You know? Unbelievable, and I, I, that added to the Jeff Blake, Ricky Williams. And we're talking. We're not. We're not talking about like Joe Horn, uh, like like Willie Sneed. No, this dude was like a top five NFL receiver that season. Yeah. He was. He came out of nowhere, and I was like, this guy with the, with the burn from the 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 the, the, uh, the heater is really good. I had never heard about this guy, dude. It won, but you, they say signed it. The Saints signed him, and, and even back then, I was like an NFL nerd. Like, I got, like, Pro Football Weekly, and I knew, like, all the players. I thought, the Saints signed him for four years, $10 million. I was like, who the fuck is Joe Horn, and why is he getting $10 million? I had no idea who he was. He was, like, the third receiver in Kansas City and had, like, a good December. And the Saints mm-hmm. went out and got him. And he, he tore it up from in 2000 from like week two when he caught like a dozen balls, but he got hurt in that first series of the playoff game. They had Robert Wilson, who, Oh, by the way, had a broken hand. The saints in that game, they, they started Robert Wilson at receiver. They started, uh, Andrew Glover at tight end. And they started Terry Allen at running back. Cause all their running backs were hurt. And Aaron Brooks, they put it on Aaron Brooks to do it. And he fucking did it. You know, in that playoff game, they now they added a lot of injuries, and it almost got away from them. And everybody, I think the the Akeem drops the ball, and it, it like overshadows everything about like people don't even remember anything about the playoff game. They just remember so. Dude. So I'll say this about that game: if of all the games that I've attended, I've attended probably I'd say between two and three hundred Saints games in person. That is the one game that I've experienced the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. When they have the four touchdowns and we're rolling, when when Willie uh uh when Willie Jackson Duck walks Jackson in. is doing yeah yeah he's doing a little Jenny woman walk for about twenty yards and he's that wide open. I'm like, we have something here. And then when they score that first touchdown and they're coming back. All right, we're still rolling. I sit in the section with Mousy, who does the dances and the, and the costumes <laughs> and all that. I'm like, okay, all right, here we it's go. Ours. And so they score again, and now you can start. You can you can feel the Saints fan. You can feel the fear radiate from people. Then Marshall Falk makes about ten people miss and scores, and now you can hear a, you got seventy thousand people standing up, and not a word is being said. And you're like, <laughs> we're really about to lose this game. We are about to. And, and I'm sitting next to the guy. We go into the punt, and I said, and he outkicks the coverage. I said, well, as I see catches this, but I'm 17 at the time. I said, if he catches this punt, he's either going to score 
or they're going to score within four plays. And when he drops it, I needed a wet wipe. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that game. My friend Trent came with us, and he was sitting down one seat because you could because that was before the Saints had a, the the stadium sold out with season tickets. So if you had season tickets, the Saints would be like, "Hey, you get playoff tickets if you want to buy more. You can buy more." So we bought a couple more, and I remember that game. I just got I was drinking the the the, the daiquiri, the the like the yard daiquiris, and I was just done. I was just cooked. And I remember turning to my mom and saying, "Hakeem fumbles." All the fucking time. If he does not fumble this ball, we are fucked. He needs to there fumble was no this way ball. We're stop him. There was, I would have no. Put it was done. My, yeah, I put both my parents' life on it. There was no way we were going to stop those and people. And he fumbled if the he ball. That punt. He fumbled the ball, and I dropped to my knees, and my mom went, "You were <laughs> right. You were right." <laughs> and I just. Like it was, it was amazing, and I just remember like the joy pouring out the stadium. Like people it was were just crazy. I remember they, crazy. they had a woman. She was on her boyfriend's. She, he was he was carrying her, and she was she like uh, like you do little kids at the parade, right? And she was pointing at people, going, "You want to see my tits? You want to see my tits?" And she's showing them. She's showing them the tits, but but she had. Four delis on both of the tits, what? going up like, and she did it. In a, God is my witness. She did it the whole way down as you walk from the terrace in the in the in the in the, in the exit. Man. She did it the whole way down out the stadium, and I was just like, "This is New Orleans, and this is great. This is the best night of my life." But so this is that. So this is the outdated domes when the when the first floor had the big two TVs screwed up at the top. Yep. And the build, when he drops the, it is literally shaking. <laughs> the entire dome is shaking. And I'm thinking, boy, if this TV comes to lose, this guy here is going to die today. He's going to die. And I'm just like, and you just see the whole building. Even in the even in the NFC Championship game when we beat uh, the Vikings, it was not as visceral as the re- reaction as it was when we beat the Rams in 2000. No, that it, like, building was great. I feel like once you dropped that punt. I feel like the super the, the getting to Minnesota, it was so tense the whole it was tense from start to finish and it was a joy. But that playoff game in 2000 was just like thank God because if the Saints would have exactly. lost that playoff game, we'd have had to burn the dome down and salt the earth and just like move oh, this yeah. team out of the town. But, so but the murder rate would have went up 20. <laughs> like people would have been you joke. You joke, but when I used to run Buddy D's postgame show, when the Saints would have a hard loss, Buddy would say to men, he would be like, men, domestic violence goes up. Please don't drink. Please don't get violent. And he was not joking. Like, like, no, that, that would have been the game. I mean, I mean, it went on with like a 24-0 run. Oh, and crazy. you could just feel the game slipping. Every, and they were losing corners. They were losing corners during the game. It, it man. was crazy. I want to say, uh, I want to say, Warner throws a seventy-yard bomb to Akeem to where he throws the ball before Akeem even comes out of his break, and I'm like, "What the hell is he throwing the ball?" And then all of a sudden, eighty-one comes out of nowhere and gets some stride. Like, I almost threw my little popcorn. I, I think he was. I think Warner was concussed, and he didn't get right until like the fourth quarter. Like it, that, that like his, sense. Like his cobwebs just like on. a light just turned. Yeah, on. like the light went on. He's like, "All right, I'm good. I'm good." 
But uh, so the Saints win. They don't win any more playoff games. But but the the sense was, and it was like a it was like an open secret. It was like Jeff Blake is like, I, I know you oh. can't lose your job because of injury, <laughs> but that's they're just done, buddy. You you, you just we'll so, trade you or whatever. But but it's Aaron Brooks's job. So so here's the thought about that. I'll be real quick on this. So they say it's an open competition, and I remember being in the dome when they give Aaron Brooks the start in one of their preseason games, and he goes, like, 12 of 12. And yeah. I'm like, what's well, done? It's <laughs> it's like, over. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more open competition here. And yeah, Jeff it's like never started. It was like uh, it was like when they were, like, like uh, it was sort of – it's not the same as quarterback, but it was similar to, like, Kamar. They're like, is Kamar going to be good? Is he going to be able to handle it? Or is he – like – and it's, like, one carry. You're like, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, put, put, him in bubble, put him in bubble wrap. I don't want to see him the rest of the preseason. It, I've seen enough, you know? It was like, um, he, he's our guy. If Brooks is it. But the yeah, thing was yeah, with, yeah. with Aaron Brooks was, uh, you know, they, they – the, the the defense the defense was terrible you know and 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 um you know they were ba- they were bad in 2001 like they were they, they got to 7 and 7 but they collapsed and they got beat i want to say the 2000 saints they got outscored i want to say like in the last two games like 100 to nothing like it was bad like yeah if they lost they lost Forty to ten was what was was one of those games that okay. Which year was the year that if Boo Williams catches that wide open touchdown against Cincinnati, we no, made that's the playoffs? Two, that's, two, that's two thousand and two. But oh, so okay, we'll get to okay, that. So okay. they they the Washington game they lose forty to ten. They were winning ten nothing. They lose forty to ten. They lose the next week thirty eight <laughs> to nothing. And you're just like. And the thing was, it was like all the goodwill was gone from 2000. You're like, shit, it's just, you know, they just crumbled, you know. So the next year, the Saints, it's 2002, and um, they did some, they did this stuff in the offseason, and, and they go, and that's John Gruden's first year with Tampa. You know? Oh, that's the and, one team we could slap. We yeah, could, and they we go to Tampa. Anybody, we could beat Tampa. They, they go to Tampa and they win on like a free, free touchdown, but they started out six and one. The defense was crappy, but you were like, they're six and one. It doesn't matter if the defense is crappy. We're still going to be fine. But then what happened for Aaron Brooks and it just changed fucking the course of everything was he got injured against Cleveland when they were seven and three. And they lost. And he won twenty seven and fifteen that year. Twenty seven touchdowns, yeah. fifteen picks. So he had a solid year. He had a solid year, but he got hurt against Cleveland. The next week against Tampa, he, he he's he's kind of screwed up. They put in Delome at the end of the game, and they have like a third and five. And I remember it because because I I back then I I uh, were at the game, and I remember. And I remember saying they're just gonna they're gonna run this ball, and Tampa's gonna get this ball back, and drive down and score, and the Saints you see they're overtime, and the Saints are gonna lose because their defense is not gonna hold them. It was like third and five, and they ran a play where Joe they ran a slant to Joe Horn, like they called in the loan like cold off the bench, and um, he threw it, boom, Saints win. The next week, Brook sits. And Jalone. So that's, is that is that is that the Baltimore game? That's the Baltimore game. Okay, I remember that game. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay, and that was yeah. coming back to me. Okay. Yeah. So so that's another that's another game where no, I, I take it back. Aaron Brooks starts and he's terrible, 
and he's nine and twenty five, and you just see it. Like his, he's trying to play, but he's he's like airmail and throws. You and, like that's, his, and that's the game that's all star clamoring. Like at what point do you go to Jake the Yeah, at so they go point? to Jake the At what point? Yeah, and, and yeah. he's like seven of eight for one hundred and three yards and wraps it up. By the way, Deuce thirty two rushes for one hundred twenty seven and three. Basically, the plan was we know Aaron Brooks' shoulders fucked up. We don't trust Jake. Hey, Deuce, do you want to carry it forty times? Man, Deuce oh, had a couple and Deuce, and Deuce had had uh, three receptions too, so he had thirty five touches. I, I'm not sure if it was that season, but there is a game that we, whatever year we played Green Bay, yeah, that Deuce has about 150 yards, but then he has like 120 taken back from like Jerry Fontenot <laughs> on the opposite side of the field. That he could have had like about 270 yards. In a dome, and I'm just like, why is every time Deuce touched the ball, he's running 70 yards untouched? Untouched. <laughs> untouched, and you get no, you know, all you got, all you got to do is stand there, Jerry. Just don't touch nobody. Just, just, <laughs> just get in the way, man. Deuce, Deuce, the breeze. When you feel the breeze on your ass, just, just, just stop doing stuff. <laughs> you know. Okay. So they go, and so then that- the next week they play Minnesota in. When we did the Trunk History earlier this year, and we ranked the top 10 worst plays in Saints history, the Dante Culpepper two-point conversion where he drops the ball, looks around for five minutes, picks it up, and then runs in, and, and the Saints lose 32-31. But that was another game. Is, where, is, is, that, is that the goal uniform game? That's that the goal the, uniform that we have, game. That we have Cedric Hyde running one-on-one with Randy Moss up the field in the full quarter, one-on-one like anybody thought that was a damn good idea. Yeah, like... Led to the two-point conversion. Like... Like Rick Venturi, like I feel like Rick Venturi died in the mid nineties, and his cor- it was like weekend at Bernie's, and his corpse was the defensive coordinator, and like nobody would admit it, you know, because that's the that's the only reason Ian that you would have a dude run, you would be like, I want a linebacker that's not smart and not particularly fast. I want him to run with Randy Moss. It's a good idea. Like one on one up yeah, the middle like, of the field. Like, do you think Randy Moss? <laughs> Is like talking shit to him as he's running with him. As he's jogging. As he's clearly <laughs> jogging and he puts the hand up like, if you don't throw me this shit right now. <laughs> oh, my. And I'm just sitting in the dome like, hey, you, really? That's what we're that's what we going to do? We got these I, terrible uniforms. I, I remember anyway, being like, Michael just, Lewis. I think I want to say Michael Lewis ran a kickback that yeah, game. Yeah, he did. And I remember <laughs> people, I remember they got a, they got a guy. Bless his bless his heart, Mister John, Mister Jones. Everybody calls him, and uh, he he just goes, he goes, fucking Cedric Hodge. <laughs> I can't say it because I'm white. He goes, bleep, you deserve that shit. <laughs> and I just go, I can't argue with the man. I cannot argue. Man, disbelief. Okay, keep going. Oh, this so so the next so week, good. so the next week they lose. To Cincinnati, twenty to ten, and Cincinnati was fucking was garbage. Cincinnati was one and one and thirteen going into the game. So we're we're losing thirteen ten, and it's late fourth quarter, and Boo Williams runs the greatest post route of a tight end in Saints history, and Brooks who struggled all game. Hits in between the eight and two, and there's not a guy within ten yards. If he catches that ball, game is over. We're going to win. And he dropped. This is when he thought he was really going to be good. He's got the the grill. You know, <laughs> he had a solid season in two thousand one. He's like, I'm boo. I'm man. And he drops that. And I said, we don't deserve to make the play. I mean, the ball hits him. He's gonna. He could 
spoon walk into the end zone. And you so, went and Drew. I mean, I mean, Brooks had been awful all game, and he musters up. Yeah, my spirit by one great throw, and he just. I can remember oh, Brooks walking off the walking to the sideline. His head was down the whole way. Like, like Sean Payton would have lost his mind over that bad body it was, language. It was like a third down. It was like a major third yeah, down. Yeah, it was like yeah. a major, major bust. And I just remember, I just remember, like you could tell, like Aaron Brooks was like, "My arm is fucked. I mu- I, I, I mustered it up. I gave it everything." The Open thing was, though, I will say, like if you could take a Saints player out of Saints history and like get their head on right and put them on the team now, like Boo Williams could catch eight oh, five balls. Oh. He would catch 85 balls with two reads. Yeah. In like 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was a, before this whole, obviously they had Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp back in the day. But with guys that Eric Ebron's and Evan Ingram's, and he was legit like 6'5", 250. He was the basketball guy before Jimmy came along. Like, he was it. Yeah. Boo Williams, Williams, he played tight end when when teams gave a shit about blocking. Like now, exactly. they don't even protect teams. Like I argue with people on Twitter, like he can't block. I'm like, do you think I give a shit? I like, so like make, tight end. Like AJ in a year right now. Like, like he would name me in a year right now. Name me one block Jim, Jimmy Graham ever made that you can remember. You know, I could care less. So I know you caught several balls between two and three guys that you <laughs> had no business throwing. So then the Saints go, and that game in Carolina, just. You talk about, like, you know, we talk about the moments before, you know, of, like, the saddest moments when you out of a stadium. That's, that, because the Saints, all still, all they needed to do was beat Carolina and they go to the playoffs. Like, beat Carolina, who's seven, who's seven and eight, I think they were, or whatever. Beat them, you go to the playoffs. And, and the thing was, I can, I can, the only time I, that I, I, it's hard for me to remember a time going to a Saints game where the fans were just fucking. I, I want to think of a fancy word, but I'm too drunk. They were just fucking angry. They wanted to be mad. They were mad at the Saints before the game even started. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they were mad. I, I, like, I would say, I, I would say, the only game. No, no, no. That was after when we lost a couple years ago to Tennessee. To was it Mariota? Oh yeah, was, but they weren't mad. They Jerry weren't mad Bur- before was, was the Jerry game. Bur- uh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin and Keenan Lewis bumping each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we weren't mad going into that game, but we had got teams to get back to five hundred. They got mad like, oh, yeah, quick. The worst team in the league. Yeah, we're going to beat them. We're going to finally get over 500. And that touchdown happens in my end zone. So when they throw it, and I see Bird, like, with the center field waving, like, I got it. And I see Keenan coming back, like, okay, stop running. Okay, wait. Bird is right there. Stop running. And then when they smash into each other. Dante Walker, Delaney Walker. Dante Walker, Delaney Walker. He can't. Delaney Walker. Yeah. He catches it. I'm sorry. He catches it for a touchdown. You're like, I'm like, fucking set that shit to Benny Hill. Jesus fucking Christ. And that's when everybody knew from that point was angry. Even though we missed the kick that could have won again. Nobody cared. We were so angry after that one play. (laughs) But they were angry. We don't care at this point. They were angry in the Carolina game, like, sitting down. We were like, fuck. <laughs> Get Aaron Brooks out of the game. Put the low man. And the thing is, like, 
I think the problem for Aaron Brooks, and, and, and we can just start here, is that, look, race has a lot to do with it. He's a black quarterback. There's a big chunk of the fan base. They don't like a black quarterback. They're going to turn on him quick. But I think also part of it was, Ian, Jake DeLone was a local kid. And Aaron Brooks had the aloof personality where when the Saints winning, it's like, oh, he doesn't feel the pressure. When they lose, this motherfucker's throwing backwards passes and chuckling as he's throwing interceptions. So, you know? so, so the craziest part about that game that always gets like, okay, Aaron Brooks had a lot of aloof moments. He did a lot of things that pissed people off. But he was failed tremendously by his teammates. Jake Reed drops a wide open touchdown in that Carolina game that if yep. Patrick did, they win. But nobody ever blames Jake Reed for that drop. Yep. Just like when Drew Brees' touchdown uh, record ends, it's, oh, Drew threw six, uh, threw six five interceptions, but nobody blames Lance Moore for dropping the wide open touchdown that would have kept the record going. So it's, 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 it's something like he hits Jake Reed between the eight and the six, last four quarter, I want to say last few minutes of the game, that you paid all this money to get this guy from Minnesota, that if you catch, you win. But nobody ever talks about that play. By the Aaron way, Brooks, you should have had Jake DeLome in the game. By the way, Jake Reed is one of my underrated, most hated Saints players because he was terrible <laughs> with the Saints, and his only job was to babysit his cousin, Dale Carter. To keep and he his, couldn't even do that well. And he couldn't even do that. <laughs> so it's like, Jake, we're paying you. You're terrible. But the main thing is to babysit Dale Carter and make sure he doesn't fail any drug tests. And he couldn't even do that. So, like, he's oh, on, like, man. my top oh, 15 all-time hated Saints. For, like, let me say this. With, with all that being said of, of me just making all those excuses for Aaron Brooks, I, too, was clamoring for Jake DeLone. Well, I mean, that Carolina my game. thing was the Saints, and, and, and Jim Hazlitt admitted at the time, he's like, I didn't want another quarterback controversy after Blake with Aaron Brooks. But the thing was, you could see that Aaron couldn't do it. Like, his right. shoulder was... He barely can lift his own. Yeah. He barely can lift And the thing own. is, I don't blame him for being like, I want to play. Because it, the player is always going to say, let me play. Or most of them, right? Especially yes. especially quarterbacks. You know, for, for all this stuff about saying Aaron Brooks wasn't a leader and this and that. Quarterbacks, man, they always have a... Quarterbacks, I think, more than any other position, have like a fear of losing their job. So, like... They're always going to play. So it was, to me, it was Jim Haslett and McCarthy's responsibility to say, Jake DeLome, you got to play. But the thing is, if Jake DeLome plays, the history might be different because the Saints might have made, you know, I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but if Jake gets them in the playoffs and they win a game, then you're doing it all again. And Jim Haslett but, was but like, the, I didn't, I didn't want to do it all The part again. about it is, uh, like, you're 100% accurate. And so you're, if you're Brooks, you don't want to come off the field because you're still making league minimum. You're hoping to parlay this into a deal. And then the Saints fans are pissed because the following year, Jake leads Carolina to the Super Bowl. So and you just, you've multiplied it a hundred times because now your first thought of the Saints fan was, that was our quarterback. He could have did that with us. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're Aaron Brooks, you saw Jake come off cold against Tampa and completed to win the game. You saw him go 7-8 against Baltimore. So you fucking know that if he gets in, he's going to do it. And Man, and, we just saw that two seasons ago with, with Drew out. 
he sees Luke McCown make a 15-yard out to Brandon Cooks, and now all of a sudden he's stretching and blowing his hand and fake simulating snap count. Yeah. So the camera can be on him. And he won a goddamn. He got a Super Bowl. He had won the Super Bowl, and that's that's right. Drew Brees as as made a guy as you could be. And he's like trying to like make tell everybody it's still my job, you guys. It's, it's still, still my job. job. Yeah, I'm still involved. So don't, like, don't get it. <laughs> he I don't bl- next week. So yeah, yeah, I don't blame Aaron Brooks at all. You know, because he knew he knew he saw it right. And the thing is, but here here's my question: is how much because because after that, when when the next year when Jake led him to the Super Bowl, fans had turned on Aaron Brooks and it was just a nightmare. But how much of do you think of it was Aaron Brooks? The fans turn on him. How much of you do you think it was that he was black? How much of do you think it was his personality? And how much of do you think it was they had a local boy that should have been playing, fans thought? Like, what do you think so, was the main thing that turned fans against him? So I think all three of those things are, are exactly what happened. And I want to add a fourth thing. He was Michael Vick's cousin. Oh, and they saw Michael Vick tearing the league up. And so when they ask him, hey, are you going to run around like that? Hey, are you going to be a playmaker? And he's like, ah, no, I'm a, I'm a pocket quarterback. Don't, yep. don't classify me as that. Nah, dude, you need to do whatever the hell you need to do to win. You're talking like you're 13-3. and three. You're 8-8. Yep. Eight and eight, And people yeah. are clamoring for Jake DeLoma. You got to go run for 150 today. Boy, you need to go do it. And he refused to do it. So when you're a 55% completion guy, when you have the ability to run a four six and go get yep. yards and you don't do it, then then now I'm going to nitpick on everything because you're not made enough to tell me I'm not going to go run. And I'm not saying that's all he should have done, but he had a skill set that was – he was Colin Kaepernick physically before Colin Kaepernick. But he like was – to me – four with a laser rocket arm, and I can run by everybody on the but field. But to me, I, to me, Brooks was better than Kaepernick because Brooks – his accuracy was better and his touch was better. Colin Kaepernick when he, never when he did. wanted to, when he wanted to. Yeah, now, he, he ran that Mike McCarthy, you know, pin with Aaron Rodgers struggles with now as far as yeah. I don't really have a good game plan, which is going to make very tough contested throws, and you happen to be the best at what you do, so yeah. you make it worse. So the offense system was Payton, uh, Payton, Stalwart, and Horn. We're just going to force feed you guys no matter what the coverage is. Yep. And we're just going to hope Aaron Brooks can get it in there somehow. Yeah, so, and he did it a lot of times. Like, that's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. Mike McCarthy is not that good of a coach. Like At all. Like, when, during Aaron Brooks' time, not hardly ever were you like, man, that was a beautiful scheme play. Like, like no. sometimes with Peyton, Breeze will make a great throw, and you'll be like, that's great, and Kamara. But a lot of times, man, you're just like, Jesus Christ, that's a beautiful scheme to play. It you was know? literally three wide receivers. We're going to run deuce down your throat. <laughs> and we're going to go play action at Joe Horn. And if we can run that little button hook to where he plants and then spins away, if your quarterback bites, we get a fancy play out the of funniest it. Thing, the funniest thing about the, the Jim Haslett era to me, of all of it, it's, 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 it's a lot of it is comedy. The funniest thing to me was that the Saints – the Mike McCarthy plan could beat Tampa Bay because they had the receivers to beat the cover two and they would just pound deuce. But even mm-hmm. funnier than that is Rick Venturi, for whatever reason, knew how to stop John Gruden all his shifts and, 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 
and motions and trips one side and all that shit. Like, Rick Venturi knew how to stop it cold. It was the funniest thing to, to me that they, you know. It, no, we, I mean, like, I want to say the year they won the Super Bowl. The Saints beat them twice. They dominated them twice, yeah. They beat them twice, and, and they, they, they never scored over 20 on right, a Saints defense right. that was piss poor. You know, there's so, certain teams you just have certain matchups. Like certain like, teams. But, so Aaron Brooks. So they. So so. But I mean, back to your original question. Yeah. It was all three. It, it was it was a tough spot for him because even if he's fiery, look, we we've, we've lived in Louisiana long enough to know it's he was in a no one situation. If he's fiery, then he's going to be viewed as being defiant. So he he, he goes happy. Then it's well, you don't care enough. Yeah. We have Jake. If, if it was nothing, like, for the, the reason that he's not on the team, and we're talking about Bobby Bear, who is a hero, and there's no disrespect to Bobby Bear. I just ate at his restaurant two days ago. It's fine. The shit was terrible. But it is what it is. It's fine. Whatever. But, but the fact that he is a legend in this city, and Aaron Brooks, I know his comments about Benson after Katrina sealed his fate, but... Like, what were you watching? Like, because he's a local guy and has an accent? Because we're talking about on the field. He's not even in the same category as a player. But it is what it is. Here's my thing, and maybe I've had too much, but name me a black quarterback in the history of the NFL that was vocal and defiant. Name me one. I can't think of one. I can think of good black quarterbacks. I can think of great ones. But I cannot think of a guy... That was a black quarterback that was defiant and chewed ass and yelled at people and did the Tom Brady. Uh, maybe, of, and this is a stretch. Maybe Steve McNair. Maybe. maybe. And I don't even know if he was defiant, but he was just so big and country. Yeah. And he had skins on the wall, and he he moved that franchise from you know uh, Houston to Tennessee that he earned that, and then went maybe. to Baltimore. So, yeah, that's... That's one. That, and that's a stretch. And that's, and that's a stretch. One. That's me reaching. Yeah, that's me reaching. Here's, here's my I, thing. I, here's I my thing with Brooks. I think race, and as you mentioned, him being a cousin of Michael Vick, I think it exacerbated it. But I think what really set it apart and, and, and made it extra difficult was Jake being local. If you'd have flipped it around... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're If right. you'd have flipped right. it around and Aaron Brooks would have been... Aaron Brooks from ULL, and he'd had the same personality. I don't think people would have clamored as much for Jake DeLone. I think no, the, lo- I, the local I, I thing. Think Jake, even when, I, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say Jake came in 99. Yeah, he won, oh, Ditka, he won Ditka's last game. as his, uh, The last so, game Ditka so, won, he beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and it was Jake DeLone so, starting. The reality is, the reality is, if Jeff Blake doesn't start six and zero or whatever he started, we would have been clam. People would have been clamoring for him in two thousand. Everybody wanted Jake to be the guy. He was a local firing kid yeah. who made a roster that wasn't supposed to and won Dick's last game. So yeah, so it was it was just a tough spot for any quarter. We're saying Aaron Brooks, but if Jake would have, I mean, if Jeff Blake would have started falling off. You couldn't stop that Jake DeLong train. It was more like, if we're going to lose, I want to lose with the local guy. Local. And the Bobby Bear thing of having the local quarterback was still yes. a it was still a thing. It was still fresh in your mind. It wasn't it was it wasn't even a decade ago. You know, like now, right. Bobby Bear. Like if you're 
under the age of 30, like, Bobby Hebert is just YouTube clips and the drunk guy on the post game, you know? Right. Um, and, and, and once again, he was good for what the Saints needed, but I, I don't ever recall it being a situation of, of a 10-year-old thinking, you know, hey, let's go, Bobby. Let's go win this I, game. I like, can only okay, think the only moment I can think the only moment I can think of Bobby Aver being awesome and being like thank God for Bobby was in '91. Bobby had hurt his shoulder and the Saints were in a tailspin and they played the Raiders on Monday night and this was back when the Raiders won like 75 percent of their games on Monday night and the Saints played the 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 Raiders at home on Monday night and Bobby Abair returned and the Saints won like 24 to nothing and Bobby threw like two touchdowns and was like eight, you know, he's like 16 of 30 and you were like, thank God, for, but thank God Bobby's back. That's the only moment I can ever like remember Bobby doing great things, you know, and the thing is to me is like Aaron Brooks is, he's not, he's not, I don't know if he's top, 10 or 15 player in Saints history, but he's the second best quarterback, no. you know? Yeah, but he's, yeah, 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 he's not that. I mean, that, 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 like, I'm looking at it right now. He starts 16 games in 2003. He goes 306 of 5-18 for his highest completion percentage, 59%, yeah. 35 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. Had a 1.5 interception percentage, which was his by far career low. Yeah. Um, you know, in 89 QB rate comes back and he runs for another 175 and two touchdowns. Um, that's a season that because you go eight and eight, no one really, you know, it's like, oh, the, oh, um, we the interesting, the, 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 the interesting thing is, and we talk about, you know, like what ifs in Saints history, what if they'd have played the loan, what if this, you know, what to me is a, is a, is a huge what if, Ian? You look at the 2004 Saints. They were 4-8, and eight and you were like, okay, it's done. Hazlitt's going to get fired. This is this is done with. And they were 4-8, and eight and they rallied, and they got to 8-8. Eight and eight. And if the, if the freaking Rams or, or the Jets just would have beat the Rams the final week of the year, or the Redskins, yeah. Redskins would have won, the Saints would have been in the playoffs. And they'd have played a shitty, shitty Green Bay team. You know, like if Doug Bryan makes that field goal for the Jets, the Saints are going to Green Bay. And I know it would have been cold or whatever, but that was back when the Saints had peak Deuce and peak Joe Horn. If the, if that 8-8 eight eight Saints team wins a playoff game in 2004, let's say they go to Green Bay and win and then get housed by whoever the next week, that might have bought Jim Hazlitt another year after Katrina because then you'd have said, well, Jim Hazlitt... He's been to the playoffs twice, and he's won two playoff games. We can't just kick him out after Katrina. You know, he just won a playoff game the year before. That's shitty. We can't do that to him. To me, it's one of the great what-ifs in Saints history that we don't so, talk about. Well, I, I agree. and I, what, Other than winning a, a, a couple of play, I, I think I think Hazlitt was done for no matter what. When when Randy Mueller lost his job, it was he was gone. It was only a matter of time. And I want to say Mueller went like oh four, oh five on some stuff separate, yeah. like some things he did. So I think if you're Loomis, once you become the head guy, you want to hire your guy. Period. So I think Katrina gave them the opportunity to wipe the slate clean. I think if Katrina doesn't happen, maybe we have that conversation. But 
they just wanted to wipe that team completely anew. Um, because I think anytime you, you know you get a new position, that's the first thing you want to do is hire your guy. So yeah. um, I don't think Jim had any shot. He would have had to have won a Super Bowl or get to an NFC Championship, but he was out of here. And he, and I think he was defeated too. I think even going in that 04 season, you could see he was losing hairline, and he was like, "This shit sucks." <laughs> the one thing, so it was only a matter of time. The one thing I want to say is 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 the 2004 season really had the last great Aaron Brooks moment because Aaron Brooks for all the shit people gave him he was pretty good at the end of games he won a, they won a lot yeah. of close games they had a, they won they had the four game winning streak but they went to Tampa and we, we talked about it before for whatever fucking reason the Saints the shitty defense they had it, it had didn't, they, they, they owned John like Taslett and Venturi fucking owned Gruden and he hit they Tampa goes ahead 20 to 7, 20, 17, 14, and the Saints drive down, and he hits Stallworth with a seven-yard slant. They go ahead 20 to, 21 to 17 with 30 seconds left, and you're like, holy shit. The Saints are 6 and 8 and still in the playoffs, and it was just, it was Aaron Brooks, you know, because the thing is with Aaron Brooks, he would always say, I'm not a scrambling quarterback, you know, uh, I'm not. I'm a pocket guy, but man, in the two-minute drill, he would always let it loose, and that was when he was mm-hmm. so good. You know, Tampa game, three rushes for 17 yards, but one of them was a, a fourth and fourth and eight. He scrambles for it. Like when he would let it loose, he was so good, and he had he had he had the, he had the speed that the just he was a guy that was just athletic enough to outrun defensive ends and slow linebackers for first downs when it mattered. And he wouldn't do it all the time, but goddamn, Ian, in the two-minute drill, he did it a lot. And that was well, that was like his last great moment as a Saints. Like, he leads them down, they score, they they win, and they should have made the playoffs, but didn't. So I think, I think, I think that's another thing that caught people off guard with him and why people were so angry. Like you just said that he had just enough athleticism to outrun slow linebackers and defense. I disagree. I think he had way more athletic. He just had a very slow, lazy game. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what pissed people off. Maybe like people so. I think that's true. Felt, yeah, people felt like, dude, you have a level. Like, he was the modern-day free quarterback, and he just didn't want to showcase it. Like, if you could build a QB in a factory, you could build a guy 6'4 with a laser rocket on with long legs who can run. And he was like, nah, that's not me. I'm just a normal, everyday QB. I'm like, dude, you are a freak athlete. You can do this anytime you want. But like you said, it took to the two-minute drill for him to showcase it. And he'd be like, wow, he's running 15 yards and nobody's gaining on him. How is that possible? He's he, a quarterback. He, he had to do thing, that anytime he wanted to. He had the thing in a lesser degree that Kamara has where you're like, right. I feel it's like effortless. I feel Ever. like Kamara runs just fast enough to score, but he right. can, he's got he's got gears that he doesn't even use because he's like, why should why? I use my super? Yeah, like, why? why should I use the turbo button? I don't need the turbo button. I, I, don't, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. Like I can jog and get there. So why the hell am I running hard for? And and I think that's what made people mad about Aaron Brooks. He was the same way. It was like, dude, you're not good enough. 
I mean, you're not you're not successful enough, and you're not trying hard. You don't and it fed into you don't care. You know, and you just mentioned Kamara, and I think Kamara is a flat out stud. But boy, if he ever has a year where it doesn't click <laughs> for him and he has that same way, people are gonna start pissing and moaning. Like, oh, yeah. you don't you don't run as hard as such and such. Or Jonathan Williams, you know how it is every year. We Jonathan Williams needs to get base. touches, man. Yeah. He needs to get yes. them hard yards. I mean, the fan base finds a guy that is clearly a lesser player than the guy who's ahead of him. But we will hype them up because they try. So I'm like, shut up. Like, now, I'm trying to, who the hell we did that with a couple of years ago? Um, Mark Ingram has been a victim of this for the last, I don't know, his whole entire Saints career. Uh, it's like, oh, you see how hard Kyrie Robinson, oh, you see how hard there's no name. I'm like, shut up. Like, no, Ingram is far better than this guy. But because he's a, because this guy run into a brick wall at full speed, you think he's better. I've Ivory, he runs into the brick wall until he gets injured. Well, Ivory was a monster. Ivory got paid. He's the only guy to ever leave the Saints and get paid until Cooks gets paid coming up. So I'm going to leave Ivory alone. But there were a couple running backs, like, you know, over the last two years that backed up Ephraim that people were like, oh, he should get – oh, Tim Hightower. Jesus Christ. How did I forget that? Tim Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower had like three one. Yeah, he had like three point one yards to carry. Like, Tim Hightower. If Tim Hightower ever had a twelve yard run, any other running back, it'd have been a fifty yard touchdown. Like I they played, say, they played Atlanta. 14? They played Atlanta the final, the final of the twenty fifteen season, and Hightower had like eighty five yards rushing, and the Saints ended up winning. Dude, Ingram would have had a buck twenty five. Kumara would have had two ten with the way the Saints. I want to say. I could be completely wrong, and I could be making this up, and I'm sure somebody will tweet you saying I made this up. But I want to say his longest carry in the 2015 season was nine yards. Like, I mean, too long. like seriously, it might be like nine or twelve yards. And now he could get you three yards if you needed four. He could get you three yards if you needed two. But he's gonna get you three yards, and that was it. But anyways, I, I so here's my another thing that, that that burns me about Aaron Brooks, and and, and, and it, it's another thing that gets lost. And this I think probably proves that I'm the biggest um, uh, Aaron Brooks stand that there is. Is in 2015 when they benched him and put in Todd Bauer, that was just fucking wrong. And they did him dirty. They should have just put if, if that's disrespectful. That's like putting me in the game. I mean, you should have put Adrian McPherson in or whatever. Yeah, like that was disrespectful to the that was disrespectful to the man because it was such a fucking drop off of like that was basically the Saints just saying fuck it, we're tanking games. Yeah, yeah. Which which they should have done. Which they should have done. I was. I was all for it, man. I went to one of the games, I want to say in Baton Rouge, when they played Saban and them, and I was like, oh, that's stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Longest run um, from Hightower was 26 yards. It, it felt like nine. How, sure. how, long, how many yards? 26 was his longest what run. Was it? 26 yards, longest run. Okay, I'm so, I apologize. I apologize. It felt like nine. I'm sorry. I apologize. It felt like, I don't know. I mean, he had like 100 carries versus Seattle for like 47 yards, but we won the game, so it looked cool. Anyways, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but yeah, that 2005 season, 
was the first season that I was looking draft prospects up in like September. <laughs> I was like, well, we're owing three. Let's look at who we could get with this early pick. I'd never thought Reggie Bush was an option. So it was like, yeah, let's just try to lose as many games. I was upset we won three games. Like, I, I, told the sto- I told the story in the last Drunk History. Me and uh, me and Mike Mills reviewed the um, – we reviewed the uh, – Oh, the 2006 offseason. The 2006 offseason. I, that said, was, I that celebrated was, like they won the Super Bowl when Detroit kicked that last second field goal because I was like, that's the difference between picking second and picking seventh. I'm like, thank, yes. thank you, Jesus. But yes, yes, yes. But I still, I still felt like they disrespect. I, I felt like Aaron Brooks was so well, I, damaged at that point. It wouldn't have mattered if they'd have kept him, and they weren't winning any more games. I just felt like that was disrespectful to me to put it. And, Man, Todd, nah, but, and the thing is, but he, Todd Bauman was it so terrible. When, oh yeah, I mean, but Todd Bauman got a job in like 2010, so someone clearly loves him. He's been <laughs> blessed. Anyways, but but he did an interview outside of the high school. Uh, that they were practicing that. And when he gave that interview of saying how this is bogus and NFL guys shouldn't be treated like it was a done deal. Like no. it was it was gone. It was yeah. over. It was finished. I remember the, the interview as it happened and I was like, Yeah Yeah, I know you just got that contract. Well he got but this he is got, probably not the time. He got really sort of confident in himself or just didn't give a fuck. He started yeah, that in 2004. He was very honorary at that time. Because I remember when they were in, in 2004, this is my, when I covered the Saints in the locker room and I was assistant at WWL and I would go in there and get Sam. This is my, this is my highlight as a, as a quote unquote journalist reporter. Aaron Brooks was in there and this was back, you know, Aaron Brooks wasn't the star that Drew Brees was. So like reporters could just go up to him in his locker and be like, Hey, do you want to do an interview or whatever? And he had like finished doing his sound, and they had a guy from the Newport News, which was where he was from in in Virginia, I believe. And he was talking to him, and I just kind of went up there, and I didn't interrupt him, but I just had my little tape recorder, and I hit the I hit the record button while he's talking. And Aaron Brooks said, "Man, the fucking fans come at us, the fucking coaches come at us, the fucking owner come at us," because Benson got so mad he canceled the Christmas party. Because they were so so terrible, and he had said some stuff, and and I'm just, and he's like, I'm just proud of us. We just didn't, we just didn't give up. Everybody coming on us, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna make the, you know, and we're gonna get to eight and eight. And I remember getting that sound, and like the guy from Virginia, he's recording, but he's not doing local TV or radio. And I remember getting the sound, thinking, Oh my fucking god i can't believe i just got this sound i went back to my little, little booth little media area for the saints and i put my headphones on and i played it to make sure that i got recorded clearly because even then i was paranoid about it. i fuck it up and i remember telling kenny i was like kenny listen to this he's like i don't have the time i'm like fucking sit down here wilkerson and listen to this sound and kenny's eyes got biggest fucking saucers and buddy led the show with it and it, that was the highlight of my that was the highlight of my nfl reporting and i never i never got a scoop or anything near that ever again but it was that was my peak well it's he was he by the time after his second year when he threw the 26 touchdowns the Saints gave him that that six-year 36 million dollar yep. contract extension. same as Brady um, got the same deal at the same time they got the same I want to say they got the same deals on the same day so Tom Brady had just signed a four-year 30 million dollar extension okay. and 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 
Aaron Brooks got a six-year six 36 with a $5 million signing bonus. So in his mind, he's like, I'm made. Like, I'm, 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 I'm here now. Like, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and, and now that I'm looking at the date in which they gave him the deal, that is probably why they didn't pull him for the loan. Because they gave it going into that 2002 season. So if I give you a six-year, $36 million deal and Jake plays well, now we are in a tough spot. Oh, yeah. And see, and, you know, and here's the thing. So, so they couldn't put Jake in. No, and here's the thing. Back in 2002, that was um, where if they had uh, pulled Brooks and Jake DeLome had gone on and led him to a playoff win, and then they were like... They wouldn't have ben, to pay Jake. They would have to pay Jake. That was back when Benson wasn't senile and old and, and not making decisions. Benson would have been like, what the fuck you doing? You just paid right. Brooks $36 million. Now you want me to pay Jake 20 Are you yeah. out of your yeah, fucking mind? Yeah, like, it was not going to happen. Yeah, like that was back when that was Benson back when Benson was actually running. Not, Benson wasn't necessarily running things, but he cared a lot about his money. You know? Oh, he was because Mickey was just a cap guy in two thousand two. Yeah. Randy Mueller was making the moves then. Yeah. So so uh so that was just that was just a, a wholly different thing. So I guess like <sighs> The, the older I get, Ian, as we wrap this up, and thanks for... I, I told Ian it would be like 35 minutes. We're over an hour. So, hey, man, I have nothing better to do. So, I'm going to go with the so, kid and let him slap me in so, the face. So. I, I will say this. The older I get, the more I look back at Aaron Brooks, and I love him more. I don't remember the backwards pass. I don't remember the shoulder I injury. Do. I remember the playoff win. I remember the game in San Francisco. I remember the comebacks, him always beating Tampa. That's what I remember. And the older I get in, the more fondly I remember him and the, more, the angrier I get that he's not on the 50th anniversary team. How do you feel about Aaron Brooks? And then we'll get out of here. Well, I'm, I'm partial because I've had the opportunity to meet him a handful of times. He used to, I'm doing air quotes, date my manager at work. So he would uh, <laughs> come through the facility frequently. So shouts out to Aaron Brooks. I enjoyed <clears throat> that night at the Best Western that you left. But anyways, once again, <laughs> way people up. Gonna be like, people are going to be tweeting me like, I need the Best Western story. You need a drunk history. I need, I need the details. <laughs> like, we can't, but, uh, we can't no. do that. Maybe, maybe we'll do After no. Dark just for the... For the patrons and the people that donate, <laughs> we'll have the X-rated nah, Saints Happy Hour no, with Ian no, and Ralph. No. That was like that was like twenty-one. Nah, but no, Aaron was an awesome guy when he would come in, and and so maybe I'm partial because I've had the opportunity to to meet him and, and speak to him back in those days. But I just thought he, I thought that he gets overlooked because of Drew's success, Manning's history at Ole Miss in that Bobby Bear is the Cajun Cannon. Um, yep. Because he doesn't have a lot in front of him to where he wouldn't be viewed as the second-best quarterback. I mean, he's just – it's not like he went up against a lot of hard competition. Obviously, Drew is Drew, but I think, I think Drew's greatness 
has minimized that 2000 to 2004 stretch Brooks had. There's just not another Saints quarterback um, other than Drew that can match that five-year stretch. It just isn't. I mean, yeah. he had the first playoff victory. You can't take that away from him. So, um, am I going to stand on the hill and say he was a great player or even necessarily a great Saint? But I do agree he's the second-best quarterback the Saints have ever had. I, I really do feel that way. It's and, um, you know, not even trying to be a contrarian. I just think that's what it is. It's just back. So, Ian, my guy, thanks for joining us. Uh, that ends Drunk History for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, British lady, take us out. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints History possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints History is hard. That's why God made alcohol. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.